Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast and we listen in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. The format of the show is as follows. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice and we usually get through between five and seven of them. It's typically our first time hearing the bands in question. Nate is having trouble <laughs> holding it together for this intro right now because <laughs> he just recently discovered and showed to me the confused Unga Bunga Caveman um, meme <laughs> format, and it's really, really fucking good. <laughs> so sorry for our uh, less than professional <laughs> intro this week, but yeah, we just react to music that we hear. We're not uh, professional critics. We don't aspire to be. We're not trying to be tastemakers. We just listen to music, react honestly to it. Sometimes we like it, sometimes we don't. But overall, the goal is to just get new music into people's ears and hopefully <laughs> get them engaging with it, going out buying new releases and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't know if we're actually going to be able to record an episode tonight because Confused Unga Bunga has completely <laughs> taken over our brains. Yeah, okay. I think I got it. I think I'm good. I stopped looking at the picture. I clicked on it like four times while you were talking. <laughs> it is really good. Um, so, yo, I like, how you, I like how we opened last week with the, uh, you know, new shit that we listened to, not in the context of the show. So, uh, so I guess I'll, I'll lead with that. I only heard one new thing this week. I, I'm, I've actually been pulling a U uh, a few weeks ago and listening to exclusively classic death metal yeah. um, and, and associated stuff. So I've well, been listening. To- part uh, 1988 for that playlist will be up uh, here soon. I'm almost, I'm going to have it done uh, by Monday. Sick, sick. Yeah, so all week I've just been listening to like death metal and war metal stuff. I've been listening to the fucking Bestial Warlust and Mystifier and shit all week. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that I did did listen to that is new and not uh, metal related is this band Cartwheel from, I believe, Seattle. And they are, I think, a solo project. They just have this self-titled uh, EP and then another EP called One that they released in October of 2018. And um, it basically, it's the first like shoegaze EP that I've heard in a very, very long time that actually really gets my bloody Valentine. It's not ethereal and spacey and atmospheric, which most of the time my bloody Valentine wasn't those things. They were really, really loud with uh, sloppy drum fills and a lot of feedback. And uh, this band really gets it. It kind of sounds like the uh, early, well, not early My Bloody Valentine, but sort of transitional era My Bloody Valentine, like uh, do You Made Me Realize EP or uh, Swirlies. For a contemporary comparison, I mean, definitely Big Bite or something like that. Uh, it's uh, it's shoegaze with some balls, which is something that I don't often encounter and was uh, really pleasantly surprised to hear. So that's yeah. that's that's the new thing that I've been checking out this week, and I've had it pretty much on on constant repeat. I uh, it was recommended to me by Meyer from Moist Boy, so uh, shout out to Meyer for that because I uh, I have definitely fallen in love with this EP, and it's it's snuck into into my tops of the year for sure. I'll check um, it out. It uh, they've definitely got the color palette for the uh, My Bloody Valentine artwork down. They do indeed. Yes. Uh, um, any you, you check out anything new this week? No, not really. Not not much this week. Um, nah. Word. Um. So you did drop a little uh, a little video in the chat box. Yeah, uh, and I, th- I I don't know. Like I normally I don't give a shit about what happens on in the world. 
right? Yeah. And, and like the world that most people give a shit about, right? Because mm-hmm. um, my brain is uh, fixated on larger, grander things, right? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm more interested in the uh, turning of the wheels of time and geology yes. and uh, evolution than I am yeah. on the uh, spinning of the hamster wheel in the brains of most people. We'll put it that yeah. way, right? I'm a big thinker. Okay. Right. Yeah. I think, I think big. Right. But this was shown to me uh-huh. and you know, I'm not going to say I told you so again about the whole social media thing. Cause everybody knows I don't fucking do it. Never fucking did. Cause I saw it coming from a mile away. I saw it right. for what it was, right. It was, it's the downfall of, um, I guess you could say, uh, rational thought and uh, a shared reality. Right. That that's the latter is for sure true. Yes. Yes. There's no um, longer any consensus on fact. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, which is we we joke, but is absolutely utterly corrosive and toxic and awful. Yeah. To, um, totally. But this video blew my mind. So there is no doubt that what is displayed in this video is. Um, let's just make let's let's dedicate this episode to making broad, poorly researched, but rock solid claims. <laughs> okay. That's kind of, that's kind of the premise of our right. whole show. Right. I mean, we're going to make some broad sweeping assertions here <clears throat> that just because, uh, I think we're both, uh, we're both pretty self-sure yeah. in, uh, our, uh, I guess we'll say wild guesses. Sure. I'm going to say that what's on display in this video is without question a fully diagnosable mental illness. And I'm not talking about like, I'm not talking about like the theme and the, the, you know, the um, topic addressed in the video. I'm talking about the compulsion one feels to make such a thing. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'm watching it right now. (laughs) It's wild, isn't it? It's absolutely wild. Um, (laughs) So it doesn't, it, it doesn't work for our, it doesn't work on a visual medium. I mean, an auditory medium. I don't know. Maybe right. throw a link in the fucking right. Oh yeah, I'll for sure throw a link in the description. Into, in, <laughs> it's like, of, what would compel a fucking moron to do this? I mean, so I think the thing that would compel a moron to do this is just you know the likes, the shares, right? Um, but seeking that at the expense of all else is definitely a diagnosable mental illness. I mean, what, what an, what an absolute assurance of personal dignity was on display in that video. Right. So in case you chose not to, not to follow along at home, um, if you want to, there's, I'll, I'll drop a link to this in the, uh, in the, into the show notes so you can click on that. But it, is this a TikTok? It must be a TikTok, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Um, so. I, every time the TikTok is mentioned to me, then people feel the need to explain it. It's like, yeah, I get it. It's like fucking Vine. It's basically the exact same thing, but who gives a shit? Right, yes. <laughs> For sure. Right? I, just had, I, I just had that conversation today, actually. You know, like, what the fuck? You know? Like, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's um, a piss poor statement on the... Uh, I guess the the um, current state of the planet that you can actually become famous doing that. It sure is, yes. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Anyway, like I was saying, I, I just so the woman is number one. She looks exactly like you would expect some weirdo 
Christian young woman to look like with the blonde hair and the baseball cap. I mean, dude, the baseball cap's a dead fucking giveaway. Absolutely, yes. Dude, blonde chick with a baseball cap on, dead giveaway. Racist. <laughs> racist for sure, racist. Dead every fucking time. giveaway. If not racist, at least like, you know, weirdo to a cross toting fucking American yes. Taliban motherfucker, right? 100%, yeah. Right. Yeah. So this video basically <laughs> entails her um, going through the process of of refusing the hypothetical COVID vaccine and then being told, <laughs> you know, if you don't take this, we'll kill you, right? <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, I know. I know. And then they, she like went through the trouble of putting a bunch of makeup on her face to look like she got beat up and she like thrashes around in the, in, in front of her cell phone to act like somebody's smacking her off screen. And then she's dead and she's in heaven and she's looking around as like Jesus welcomes her into the clouds. Yeah. And it says, well done, good and faithful servant. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Which, hey, hasten it. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just Why not just get with. on? Yeah. Just get on it right now. Just honestly. get I, like, like I, I don't understand like, people to oh, not a solution. No, it definitely is for plenty of fucking people. Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, right? yeah, we, we've addressed this. It's been a while since we brought up the S word. Yeah. But um, I mean, it definitely is a potential. It's out there. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you got I, fucking roaches. You, one of the solutions is burn your house down. <laughs> right. That is a solution. <laughs> Right, <laughs> that, that is true, and this woman most certainly has brain roaches. She, she absolutely has brain roaches, and you know, I said, "Well, God wouldn't want you to kill." How do you know he didn't put those thoughts in your head in the first fucking place? Yeah, exactly. It's all right? you know. His his plan is a mystery to us. Maybe if she's listening to this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, my voice is the will of God. It could be. Can't tell me it's not. You can't tell me it's not. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's it's unfalsifiable. It, it is it is one hundred percent unfalsifiable. So anyway, I just I, I watched that about five times the other day and just had a good laugh. Um, and then I discovered confused Unga Bunga and um, you know, yeah, moved on. <laughs> that uh, that uh, unseated that TikTok and as for the first place, um, the, like the first place area of your brain. Yeah, it's definitely in the front row right now. Yeah. Sick. So you had something that you were talking about off air that you said you wanted to wanted to save for the yeah. So I I, so long story short, right? Yeah. I always get trespassers and poachers on my property this time of year because it's deer hunting and what I'm like like it's kind of stressful, but it's also fun for me to like try to catch them. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it'd be the best. Right. Like I I heard a rumor from a neighbor who you know. I guess I trust that like an entire van of Amish people went in like to one of my preserves last Wednesday and came out with like 10 dead deer. Right. <laughs> Holy shit. That's how, that's how they do, man. The Amish are the fucking worst. Ask <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's agreed. just how they fucking do. Right. And, and yeah. like, then they always pull out the fucking confused unga bunga fucking defense. You know, <laughs> well, we're just a poor, simple folk. We don't understand your new laws or anything like that. <laughs> And they they do every fucking time, man. They do every fucking time. There was an Amish guy that had a giant fucking like livestock CAFO, confined animal feeding operation, dumping its effluent, its sewage into a stream, right? Yeah. Which is a big fucking no-no. Didn't get any permits or anything like that. And then when, you know, the man went to talk to him about it, he's like, oh, I didn't know I had to get any permits. The dude's like a fucking multimillionaire. Yeah, right. so it, yeah, uh, the the Amish playing dumb is a complete fucking ruse. Right, right, right. So anyway, I find this guy 
coming out of one of my preserves. Turns out he's just taking pictures, right? Yeah. And he's really shitty with me. And I'm not trying to be shitty. I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know, it's fine. Did great, great. I'm the site manager. He's like, yep, sure. Yep, yep, yep. And he like walks past and, and, uh, you know, like trying to ignore me and, and, uh, being a prick. And I was like, well, I'm just letting you know, you know, there is, there is deer hunting this time of year. And I know for a fact, there's at least one deer hunter back in there that I know. Um, and he goes, yep, yep, yep. Never hunted a day before in my life. This guy looks like he's maybe 55 or 60 years old. Yeah. And he's getting like really kind of like aggro with me as he's like walking quickly to his van. And I was like, okay, well, I just want to let you know that there is deer hunting going on back in there. So it's, you know, basically at your own risk. He goes, I know, I know. Don't look like a deer. Don't look like a deer. And then he like slams his van door and like drives off, right? Yeah. The thing is, he was wearing, what he was wearing was brown Carhartts, (laughs) like pants, a brown Carhartt jacket, a brown hat. And then a fucking white hoodie. <laughs> so he actually does look he just like a deer. looked exactly like a deer, except for the fucking <laughs> horn, the antlers on his head. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That, like you couldn't pick a more deer-like uh, outfit. <laughs> yeah, and he was like super shitty about it. So whatever. It's just a little, you know, whatever. It's it's uh, anticlimactic, but um, you know, maybe he fucking smashed his van on the way back. <laughs> maybe or maybe maybe he'll get shot in the woods sometime. Yeah, uh, um, dude, that's all I fucking need is the is the fallout to having some visitor get fucking you know shot to fucking ribbons by a hunter on one of my properties. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be fun. Um, yo, before we jump into music, which we'll do here in a second, I gotta I gotta bring something up to you just as a little comeuppance. Okay, um, a little a little bird pointed something out to me that I remember hearing at the time and I didn't say anything about it because I remember having the conscious thought, you know, should I correct Nate on this? And then I thought to myself, you know what? That'd be shitty to do. He's my friend. We're doing this podcast. You know, I don't need to, I don't need to correct him on this. Some people will hear it and they'll think that's not the way you say that word, but who, who cares? You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, you pronounce the word and I can't remember what episode it's in. You may have done it more than once. Denizens. As desonins. Oh, did I mispronounce it? Or did I just say that hoping that you would go back and find it? <laughs> oh, wow. You're playing the fucking long game. You know I play long fucking games. <laughs> yeah, but this, <laughs> I don't think that was a long game play by you. Mm, you'll never know, will you? <laughs> I never will know. But I had to, somebody, you know, somebody pointed it out to me and and brought it up to me and said, hey, you know. Maybe maybe point this out on the show. So well, it go. looks like uh, at least two people are paying attention to what I say <laughs> over long periods of time. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so, um, on that note, let's uh, let's jump into music this week. We got uh, we have a shit ton of submissions. We're still not even we're still not even caught up on them. We have a lot of people sending in music, which is really fucking dope. Here's uh, the thing: we we never will be. Yeah, we will at this rate we will never actually be caught up and current on submissions, but that's totally fine. So, you know, if you if you sent something into us a week and a half ago and we don't get around to it tonight, we're uh, we're getting there. We just got a lot of stuff coming our way. So first up we've got a release that I've seen a bunch of people talking about. It is World of Pleasure. The band is from uh, Calgary, Alberta. And this was sent in specifically by AJ, but uh, I, I saw I think they got like 
<clears throat> like a no echo article about him. And uh, I think I saw somebody maybe post about him in the Facebook group. I've seen a bunch of people say, say that this band is sick. Um, I guess if we land on it, we'll see. I don't really know anything about it as far as what it sounds like or anything. That like name that. sounds familiar. Um, yeah. The artwork is cool. Uh, yeah. na- name is good. And you know, like I said, I've seen it bouncing around, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, then we have got kaleidoscope with their decolonization EP. This is uh, this was sent in by TJ and it's on uh, D4MT Labs Inc. Um, we've gotten some stuff from this label on the show before. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think we had the most recent thing we had on here from that was released on this was the Tower Seven uh, release, the Entrance to a Living Organism, which was mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, um, and Kaleidoscope's been around for a minute, I believe. At least they've got this. Isn't like the first thing that they've put out that's gotten gotten some hype. Yeah, for sure. Um, then we have got Brat with Destroy. Brat stands for Be Ready, Attack Them. They're from Baltimore, Maryland. This was sent in by Grant Williams. Um, it's he said it was it was real deal basement, so like sloppy raw basement hardcore stuff. Um, the art looks like if somebody were trying to do like a Crass Records release, but filtered through a hot topic lens. Yeah, I was gonna say like a like a. It looks like it might be like a. Havoc Records release filtered through some sort of weird, yeah, new metal lens. Yeah. Then we have got uh, our weekly international release from John from The Path. This is Gut Wound from Switzerland. Looks cool for sure. Don't know anything about it. He's just uh, he's just been sending this um, sending these our way with no context. He just kind of says where they're from and drops yeah. a link, which I'm totally totally fine with. I don't know what this sounds like, but the artwork is. Uh, it's kind of, well, it's kind of, it's top of it's got a, it's got a unga bunga on it. Yeah. It's confused unga bunga. Um, then we have got speed plans with field of vision. This is a uh, new Pittsburgh. Well, not new, but, uh, they, I think they've been around for like a year or so. Um, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania band. This was sent in by TJ as well. Uh, just said it's ripping, ripping Pittsburgh hardcore. Then we have got a resubmission from uh, from Anthony from Gel, friend of the show, Morai with uh, Spiritual Madness. This is a new project of his that he sent in a while back, and it's been in the queue a couple of times. But we just, uh, you know, the dice have not favored it. I, I still don't know what this sounds like. I have not listened to it on the off chance that it would get sent in again, and it did. But uh, if I if we don't land on it tonight, I'm just going to fucking listen to it because I actually want to hear it. Then we have got the band Ugly with their Wall EP. This was sent in by Brandon Hayden, who plays in this band. They are a, uh, a, a sludge band from Prescott, Arizona. We have had them on the show before. Um, I think that we heard their promo 2020 um, and enjoyed it. He described it as being somewhere between like Swans, Godflesh, with like some dystopia influence. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We did like we de- this. Yeah, we definitely dug what we heard. Uh, he says that this is a re-recording of an earlier 7-inch that they did that they just hated the recording quality of, but they had to get it done because of a time crunch from the label. So I guess they re-recorded it and then just dropped this a couple weeks ago. So he sent this in. Then we have got Scalp with Domestic Extremity. This is a band from California. It was sent in by Tad Kimball, who uh, said he is a longtime listener of the show, but this is his uh, first time sending stuff in. So thanks to Tad for sending this over. Um, I think a couple other people might have submitted this too. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's the only one that I took note of, but uh, you know, they all described it as kind of hardcore kids playing some PV or grind influenced hardcore. Then we have got Under His Eye. This is out of Brooklyn, New York, and it was sent in by Seth Scantlin, who is, I believe, the sole performer in this project. 
Um, he acknowledged right up top that we will probably not enjoy this, but that he wanted to send it our way anyway and, and get it out there. Um, he says it's late 90s to early 2000s screamo influence mm. that that leans towards the post-rock side, which oh, even man. even myself, who has a, a much higher tolerance for screamo, um, as soon as you get into into shit with cellos and shit. I was going to um, say, there's some, there's some fucking goofball instruments on here, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm checked the fuck out when that happens, but... You know what? This the show isn't about whether or not we like or dislike something. Nope. Really, it's it's just about getting it out there. Our reaction is uh, merely, merely, uh, it's a residual side effect of the overall purpose of the show. So, Seth, even if we don't like this, you know what I mean. Somebody will. Wouldn't it be great if you heard like radio DJs and you're like, "Well, here you go. It's uh, Layla once again by Derek and the Dominoes. <laughs> um, I know you guys like it." Um, <laughs> What the fuck is up with that, like, four-minute outro? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I would actually start listening to the radio again. Yeah, I would day. too, right? <laughs> yeah, that sounds fucking awesome. Um, and then hey, hold last- on just a second. All right, yo, sorry for the uh, little little time skip there. Um, we had a, uh, you know, you know, life life comes up sometimes. We're not just your automatons here to record your podcast that you listen to every week. We have things, we have lives, personal lives, and shit. Um, we have so family the- members that are suffering and ill. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we 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 do have those for sure. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, so last thing in the queue tonight is Innuendo with their demo. This is a band that I believe is from Milwaukee. Um, it that, I know the label was based out of Milwaukee. Um, the this might be it might be split between two places because I see the vocals rec- were recorded in NWI. Yeah. But then the instrumentals were recorded in Milwaukee. Um the la- the label Unlawful Assembly is based out of Milwaukee and I know that they put out the big laugh seven inch. Um <clears throat> and they looks like they put out uh, they have like a few releases under their belt, so they must be a pretty new label. But this was sent in by Ryan Donahoe, who I have uh, whose opinion I have come to trust. Uh so yeah, he just said it's ripping ripping Midwest hardcore. So, you know, if we land on it, we'll see, I guess. All right. Sounds good. Let's uh, let's roll the dice. All right. Seven. This is the Wall EP by Ugly. The band camp is uglysludge.bandcamp.com. This is uh, second from second from the top on the releases, if you see it. They've got a, a, a slightly newer single. But, uh, yeah, as I mentioned before, this is a re-recording of a 7-inch that they put out last year that they weren't happy with. So uh, I guess let's just uh, we'll just jump right into it. We'll listen to the uh, eponymous track on here. So we're gonna listen to Wall off of the EP of the same name by the band Ugly from Prescott, Arizona. All right.
We just heard the song Wall off of the EP of the same name by the band Ugly from Prescott, Arizona. Nate, how'd you feel about that? I like that. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't, I've never heard the original EP, the original recording of that, but I like that recording. Yeah. Um, this is a style that I, I don't pay attention to much anymore. Mm-hmm. So like this, I seem, this seems to be different than what we heard last time. Yeah. A little bit for sure. Um, 
because what I was hearing in here was like a lot of that dark hardcore from like the late nineties, early two thousands. Definitely. Yeah. And a band that like immediately popped in my head to a degree was like the mod. Sure. Um, but like also, you know, like there's that whole sort of like, there's that whole group of like bands that are somewhere between like his here is gone and neurosis and they incorporate elements of like doom and stuff into them. And, and I, I kind of put dystopia in there. Sure. And, uh, you know, like a band like the mod, even though I haven't listened to modern for fucking ever. Um, and then just because I was just, you know, texting him the other day, I need to give him a call, uh, Northless. Um, mm-hmm. cause uh, I just reached out to Eric from, North, from our buddy Eric the other day. Yep. And, uh, you know, this is kind of like in that sort of vein. I mean, Northless is basically just straight up doom. For but sure. It's that, it's not that weed smoking beer swilling kind of doom. Right. Yes, um, exactly. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's not, it's not, uh, forever trying to play Dragonaut over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, which I like better um, yeah, than like, you know, just weed smoke and beer swill and doom. So it's like that ugly crushing, the band the name of the band is ugly, but that like that horrible world ending crushing sort of like doom. Right. This is, this is what I wish the association in my mind with doom was, but it's been erased by the aforementioned sort of beer swilling, well-groomed beard doom that has sort of taken over the genre, you know? Yeah, yeah, which is un- uh, well, not sort of had taken over. Has it has? Yes, right. Yes, for a long time. Yeah, right. And right. and uh, you know that's that stuff is fine, but you know it, it gets played right yes, very quickly. It, it 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 gets played pretty quickly. But this is like there's a I guess a uniformity across all forms of music that we talk about on this. But like you can get lost in that sort of like ugly crushing sort of like furious pent up uh like like world shattering sort of doom and you can't really tell one band from another really but every time i hear it i'm like oh yeah this is fucking good this is fucking heavy definitely yes and i don't know if i would this band is certainly like in my mind like in that venn diagram of those bands that i mentioned yeah Um, you know i hear all that in there and um yeah i liked it i liked it a lot i i like I, i i i was getting tired of the intro mm-hmm. and i was re- like a minute in i'm like god i hope this isn't the whole fucking song i hope that i hope that that something happens yes i had the same thought and then like around a minute three or a minute five it, it something happened and i was i was i was on board the rest of the song fully on yep. board yeah for sure um yeah this is i mean the my immediate my immediate thought was this is definitely in the lineage of neurosis um obviously um this to me you know you mentioned like the beer swilling beard doom and stuff right this this to me sonically is is a pretty far cry from that stuff but i think interestingly a lot of bands that fall in this space are they can occupy and please both like the basement crowd and the well-groomed craft beer crowd yeah. and they can play both of those shows and sort of like transition effortlessly between those worlds and everybody's going to fuck with them. I mean, this is a band that I would have seen on any number of shows in your basement growing mm-hmm. up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's also a band that I would have seen on any number of opening slots for Converge on tours throughout the year, you know, mm-hmm. the years, you know what I'm saying? Like this would play very well to like mid to big room, heavy music crowds or like straight up like crust 
besties in neurosis shirts, um, right. which I, I think is a, it's a, I mean, it's a nice place to occupy because it gives you uh, a, a fair, a fair degree of just flexibility and where you're playing and who you're playing with. Um, this is, I think music that's just sort of like, it's just undeniably well done. It's heavy. It's good. The, re- the recording was good. Like I said, like Nate said, you know, I haven't heard the original recording of this, um, but this was, this was very well done. Um, I think I think maybe one of the things on the promo that we heard uh, that I that I maybe um, that like the one of the only negative things I had to say was like I didn't know about the recording and I knew that you guys had done it yourselves and there were a few elements of it that I didn't think worked super well if memory is serving me correctly but mm. whatever those issues were I think that you've uh, cleared them up in the intervening months because this sounded really good everything was mixed really well the bass tone was really dope which is uh, fitting because Brandon who plays uh, bass and does some vocals in this band uh, recorded and mixed it so the uh, the your your love for your instrument definitely shone through on this the bass tone was really fucking good it sat really well in the mix but everything sounded good you know like the swans and godflesh comparison definitely i think he even pointed out in the email that he wasn't sure if these recordings really reflected that which i agree because yeah kind of but way more so for me and like i said bands that are just kind of in the lineage of neurosis and and like nate said early or late 90s uh turn of the century just sort of like heavy doom influenced and infused heavy hardcore stuff yeah Um, like the like the folks in those bands were always like kind of they they were kind of like they they were long hairs they had fucking scraggly beards but there was there was like a a hardcore feralness to them you know what i mean they weren't yeah exactly they weren't full-on like you know bearded fucking dwarves in you know these well manicured fucking battle vests right exactly it was it was uh it just felt for i guess for lack of a better term far more authentic than a lot of that other shit does you know and these songs i point out i mean that the original wally piece of these songs were recorded at least a couple of years earlier than Mm -hmm. what we listened to right on the promo 2020 so you know the band likely evolved from that so we're hearing an old perhaps an older version of them yeah. Um, than what they're at now. I will say, looking at the promo, it says, I like, I get it. It's been a tough year for everybody, but what the fuck? It says uh, quarantine session promo for the upcoming LP autograph. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could say that everybody at some point in the future has an LP coming up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could. You know what I mean? But as sooner or later, you got to like shit or get off the pot. Yeah, that's true. That's a, that's a fair, fair enough point, I suppose. Um, but yeah, so overall, that was really, really fucking good. I liked that. I, I feel the same way that you do about this kind of stuff. In that, I don't, I don't frequently seek it, seek it out these days. But every time I hear it, I'm always, if it's done well, if it's done this well, I'm always pleased by what I hear. If I see this, you know, especially now, especially in 2020, if I see a band like this on a show and I'm not expecting it, very pleasantly surprised. Oh yeah, there, for sure. There was a time when I saw a band like this every single every single weekend and it got a little bit played out but now at least yeah now i see a band like this i'm fucking psyched for sure yeah for sure it's time has come around again indeed right so uh so yeah thanks for sending that in brandon that was uh that was that was quite good i will definitely listen to the other song on this and uh we'll check out your new single for sure um let's uh let's roll the dice and uh see what's up next eight okay all right, eight is uh, something that was promised to us by the individual who sent it in and created it that we will not enjoy. Uh, the Bandcamp is underhiseye.bandcamp.com. 
So Seth, I, I definitely know Seth's name. I'm, I'm sure we've been in the same rooms at some time, at some point in time. Uh, if we've met before and I just don't recall, my apologies. I meet a shit ton of people and my memory is, is not great. Um, it looks like you're based out of Brooklyn now, uh, but he grew up, I think he said, in like sort of the Warsaw, Winona Lake area and would come down to shows in the late 90s, early 2000s. He'd name dropped uh, Subterranean, which for anybody around in Fort Wayne during that time knows that it was an incredibly, incredibly uh, important space, you know, fucking meeting point for people of uh, various alternative uh, demographics for a, for a period of time. Um, so, you know, we already kind of covered what this sounds like in the queue late 90s early 2000s screamo that leans into post-rock as seth acknowledged as we both acknowledged definitely not our shit um i i do like some late 90s early 2000s screamo some of the some even very egregious shit like i hate myself um but (laughs) but uh this does not seem like it's going to be that he recommended that we listen to the last track on here which he said also features uh my friend and fellow indiana native mike adams doing some backup vocals at the end mike adams played in one of my favorite indie rock bands from uh, indiana of all time husband and wife and he does a really dope project called mike adams at his honest wait now um so i guess yeah you know he he uh he rounded up the uh, uh veritable who's who of indiana rock uh rock luminaries to uh support him on the the outro chorus of his record here so i guess we'll just uh we'll just listen to the song that he suggested we check out and i'll i'll go into it with as open a mind as i possibly can have okay So we're going to listen to Truly the End Days by Under His Eye off of his self-titled debut EP.
Okay, we just heard the song Truly the End Days by Under His Eye off of their EP of the same name. Nate, well, actually, you know what? Before, I feel like you should come in on this first. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll come in on this first. So, but, you know, so in his email, right, he says that he specifically aimed to recreate the sense of, uh, he, as he put it, the days of old and sitting on the floor at a show in a basement. No, 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 right. no, no. Which, which I was yeah. going to say is literally anathema, right? Well, so, so there's a couple things wrong with that statement, right? Yeah. In, in one statement, he managed to get every single fucking word wrong, right? <laughs> right. Number one, the days of old. Sure. Yeah. The days of old are still upon us. It's not the days that have gotten old. It is you. <laughs> yes, for sure. Right. Right. Number two, sitting on the floor in a basement is awful yeah sure right is. It, it, oh my god I, I the first time I, the second show i ever saw in fort wayne i've told you this story i don't know if i've mentioned yeah. it in the fucking on the show right yeah when i first moved to fort wayne uh coming from like pittsburgh you know no fucking shows right i yeah. mean we like to think i mean you and i know that fort wayne is not a happening place indeed but in the past 20 years right Fort Wayne has basically gone from being a donut hole of urban blight right. and a bunch of strip clubs and truck stops and a mall on the outskirts of town to being like a smaller donut hole, right? There's still enough sure. urban blight, but like there's there's actually shit downtown now, right? Sure. Yeah. It's not just like every, like literally dead streets at 5 p.m. Right. and nothing but shuttered fucking buildings, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so when I first moved to Fort Wayne, that's what was my experience. And I was like, oh, it was awful. Yeah. And um, I was very, very, very close to quitting grad school and leaving just because I hated it so much. Yeah. Um, and uh, then uh, I discovered like, you know, a couple shows here and there. I saw a flyer. I went to one fucking show band. Uh, what was it? Charm City Suicides from Baltimore was playing with some locals. Mm -hmm. um, it turns out I would go on to know all those locals and a lot of them would get to be my friends. But at the time, I didn't know anybody. So like I remember looking at Adam Walker walking in dressed up like he just fucking walked out of a Marilyn Manson video. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is up with this motherfucker? Right? right. And some other folks that I knew. The best band of that night was a band called Corn Fed Johnson. And they showed up in a pickup truck and they their, their, their instruments were literally loose in the bed of the truck. <laughs> Right. And yeah, they just sick. came in, threw it together, fucking banged out some of the shittiest fucking like cow punk blues, fucking bullshit, Tom Waits bullshit I've ever seen. Then they grabbed their fucking gear and literally just threw it, physically threw it <laughs> into the bed of the truck and drove off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This fucking Charm City Suicides band played. They were the closest thing to like, like hardcore that I had seen. Cool. They played a fucking Reagan youth cover. I went fucking off. It was degenerated. Nobody in the fucking, nobody in the fucking place knew, knew the cover. Right. Um, and I was like, well, that's a bummer. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, then everybody got drunk and trashed the fucking public pavilion that the show was being held in. I was like, well, that's it. It was at the North side Sayot. Right. Yeah. Pavilion. Yeah. Which, which years later, my, myself and my friends would go on to do many shows at. Right. But there was like no shows there forever. Yeah. And then the second show I went to, the second show I went to, had some bands on them. One of them was, you know, said to be Fort Wayne's only grind band. So I went and it sure as hell was not. <laughs> um, not unless you think like the Orchid is grind. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, then a band that sounded just like they were trying to sound just like Hot Water Music played because everybody wanted to sound like Hot Water Music. Yeah. 
and um, then a band played, and I don't even remember who it was, and people started like making little nests like it was fucking kindergarten around the band. <laughs> right? Like yeah. clearing chairs out of the way and making little nests. Like like a deliberate fucking attempt to look as in, inanely childish as fucking possible. Like right. it's story time. Yeah, and yeah. then the drummer was like crying into the microphone. You know? <laughs> Yeah. It's like, this life makes me sad. And they're like, you know, fucking crying about how the the travails of being, you know, a fucking 20 year old in 22 year old in fucking Fort Wayne, Indiana. Right. Yeah. yeah, Like you, like, you know, a single goddamn thing about travails. Right. (laughs) Sure. Right. Yeah. And I watched about three songs of that and I, loudly pronounced that this was bullshit (laughs) and like walked across the middle of the fucking story time romper room session that everybody was having and like left and like that never again so to go back yeah the good old days fuck off (laughs) right yeah sitting on the floor fuck off Right. It's it sounds like Seth was probably in in attendance at this at this exact same show. Uh, dude, there is there is almost nothing more despicable. Mm-hmm. I mean, like on the on the continuum of despicable things, right? Yeah, right. For me, one of the things that ranks way 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 the fuck up there is spindly fucking white kids crying about how hard their fucking life is. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. Like, there are plenty of fucking white kids that got a hard fucking life. Go to Appalachia. Check them out. You don't want to. Right? (laughs) Right. There are plenty of fucking people that have a hard fucking time. But, like, yo, suburban skinny white kids sitting on the floor in pantomiming tears and or even somehow somehow producing real tears (laughs) yeah right yeah pantomiming fucking tears and wringing their hands like a wailing widow waiting for her (laughs) husband to come back is almost on the deepest darkest just most despicable ends of the spectrum (laughs) yeah it's pretty egregious man Right. Um, yeah. So anyway, go ahead. I, I I'll let you weigh in on what you thought of this first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Thanks. Thanks so much. Um. So yeah, like as, as I pointed out, as Nate's sort of a lengthy aside here indicated, um, this is anathema. You know, certainly to Nate, but but even to me, this the whole of the sitting on the floor thing, all of that. This this uh, this really sort of like limp wristed attempt to sort of like. Uh, inject a healthy dose of femininity and 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 let some of the machismo out of the room in hardcore in the late '90s and early 2000s. It ultimately resulted in a lot of bullshit. Um, however noble your cause might feel to you, uh, it, it it yielded music that sounds like this. Which I mean, frankly, you know, nobody really wants. <laughs> um, no, Seth, yeah, can I can I can I can I interject here real quick too? Yeah, sure. Yeah, because yeah. I don't want to. You you touched on something here, like injecting femininity and femininity and getting like the machismo out. There's right. almost nothing I hate more than fucking macho bullshit. Right. I actually, I actually, you know, w- when when I was thinking about like a question, like like opening banter mm-hmm. for like 
you know, last the show last week, I was going to ask you, like, what do you think the most one of the most like shitty aspects of hardcore is? Right. And that for me is it, that's it. Right. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't I don't associate just being like aggressively angry with necessarily being fucking macho. No, I agree. I agree. And sure. and I also think that you know it's 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 like to say that you know like the 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 counterpunch to being like macho in a hardcore in a hardcore scene is to be as like wimpy as possible. Yeah. And then like to say that that's like femininity. Right. Fuck off. Right. No, because like that's sure. that's like super shitty too. Because yo, bitches get mad. For sure. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> bitches be mad for sure, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And and I I in no way associate this kind of stuff with like genuine femininity. I no, just I wasn't saying that you did, but like I, I think that maybe that's the impression that like some people might think, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. Uh, I just I think that largely that was the um, the illusion that a lot of bands playing this kind of stuff around that period of time were operating under. And it was decidedly an illusion. Um, but uh, but I think that was I think that was the root of the attempt that people were making for sure. And it was uh, misguided and, and largely unsuccessful. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, Seth, for what this is, right, you did a pretty good job at it. Um, I, I'm not going to front. I like stuff that is far more adjacent to this than Nate probably does. I like Orchid. I like shit like that. Um, but as I've mentioned when we've brought this kind of stuff up or, or had like post-hardcore and Screamo stuff on the show before, it's a very time and place music where you had to, I mean, it's like fucking new metal, right? Like if you weren't a very specific age, when you heard a very specific set of bands, there's really little to no excuse to be into it at a different time. Like this, like screamo and shit like that. It, 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 it really has no place in 2020. <laughs> like, especially just with like the, the, the series, the, the gravitas of like world events around us. Yeah. The, the navel gazing that accompanies this sort of incredibly self-indulgent style of music to me, just feels more misplaced than ever. And I know that Seth is an older gentleman, probably close to your age, Nate. And this is a music that like it, it, it relies upon youthfulness because youth is the only thing that can excuse this sort of oh, self-indulgence. You know absolutely. what I'm saying? Like, like this, this is definitely, you know, getting away with this is definitely the provenance of youth. Exactly. So, you know, when you take that out of the equation and you just got a 40 year old doing this kind of stuff, yo, man, I mean, I don't think you have any great aspirations with this. I'm sure you just did it because it's a music that means a lot to you and you're having a good time recording this and you're trying to get some shit off your chest because you're feeling stressed about 2020. And that's totally fine. I'm not hating on you for that. Um, but musically, this this does literally nothing for me. It's uh, the furthest thing from what I am interested in in the year 2020 as a 30 year old man. Uh, and, uh, that's really, that's really all I've got to say about it. And I feel like you've, you've already kind of summed up everything that you feel about this kind of stuff. So no, I actually haven't. I, I summed <laughs> up what I feel about like, yeah, this kind of stuff, but not this. Right. right yeah. 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 So I'm going to start off with a couple things that actually surprised me about it. Okay. First off, when you, when we read about the piano and the cellos and the horns and the banjos and the accordions and so on, right? Yeah, yeah. Both of you are like, oh fuck. 
Right. Actually, that wasn't bad. The arrangement wasn't bad there. I like plenty of music that incorporates non-traditional music in non-traditional instruments or traditional instruments into like garage rock or something like that. Sure. Right? Yeah, definitely. CBOCs, yep. right? Yep. Or a lot of like John Dwyer projects, right? Yeah. Sounds fucking great, right? No problem. Yep. The banjo was almost imperceptible until that little bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't, I could pick it up and it didn't like, every time I, every time I think of banjos, I think of like either, you know, hey, chickens in the backyard picking on my banjo. You know what I mean? Like, hey, coming out south, granny's eating that cornbread, you know? <laughs> yeah. and, or or I think about like a sad fucking hillbilly sitting on the porch of a fucking, you know, fucking shack with the rain dripping, you know? And right. he's like, blink, 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 playing his <laughs> shitty fucking banjo, right? I, I can't yeah. take the banjo seriously. Steve fucking Martin is a master of the banjo, right? Yeah. How am I supposed to take it seriously? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, and for me, like that just basically shits on the entirety of like traditional white Americana music. Okay. Right, because I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. bluegrass. Fuck off, right? <laughs> okay. Shove it up your fucking ass, right? <laughs> go right. back and go, go fucking get black lung. Fuck off. Go back into your fucking mountains. Fuck <laughs> off, right? I, no, I want to go to the mountains. So don't go to the fucking mountains, right? <laughs> yeah. Just march your asses straight into the nearest deep body of water, right? <laughs> okay. That's what you know. I don't want to hear bluegrass. I don't want to hear fucking like old time picking and grinning country music or any shit like that. Fuck off, right? Okay. Fuck off. I don't want to hear it. But that said, the banjos and this were a nice little accent in the back of it all. Sure. Didn't didn't bother me until it became like the prominent feature. Right. Right. So I thought that the different instrumentation actually helped it because if this was just like four dudes on a fucking drum kit, a bass, and a fucking guitar, and then some guy crying. Yeah. No, 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 thank you. Right. No fucking thank you. So I thought that the variety of instrumentation actually helped it for me. Yeah, fair enough. That didn't mean I liked it, but I'm just saying like it made me not hate it. Sure. As deeply as I would, right? They, right, right, right. I didn't hate the music. I hate the idea of it. <laughs> right, yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, you know, like you could make like candy out of baby eyeballs <laughs> and it's delicious. But the idea of it's kind of shitty. <laughs> Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, that is good, right? I like that. <laughs> but then you think about it. Right? right, yeah. And where it's coming from. So I thought that was fine. I thought that the little hook they had at the end tied it together well. It was, it was, it's not something that I like, but I could see how that would be like a big catchy sing-along hook for everybody. What was it like? Right. All of our best friends have fallen off their best years, or some bullshit like that. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. I mean, I'm not shitting. I'm, so whatever the lyrics were, right? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, but you know, I I could definitely see like a crowd of fucking like loathsome, <laughs> loathsome people. Like this is where they 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 they, they, they like either from a sitting position, but one hand in the air. Or they they stand up for this part to sing along, you know what right. I mean? Because yeah, yeah, it yeah, sure. means something to all of them in some different way. So yeah. that was a catchy part too. Um. So that said, like I don't think I've ever, I, well, to be honest, I think I've heard one "I Hate Myself" song. Uh-huh. Um. There was like a Florida comp I have, like a this four hundred three 
uh, comp that had like some good bands on it and it had some shitty bands. And it was like the Gainesville fucking scene. Right. Right. Uh, in like 1997 or whatever. And I think the hate, I hate myself is on there. Yeah. Um, and uh, I can honestly say that I've never actually heard a, 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 a screamo song with a catchy part to it before. <laughs> okay. Right. I they they're definitely out there, but I mean you you have not spent a lot of time um probably actively seeking out screamo music to listen why, to. Why why would I? I got to find <laughs> that catchy part. I got to find that that catchy part that's 20 seconds long, right? Right, yeah. Why would you? Sure. Um so kudos, right? Yeah. That polished up that polished it up a little bit. But that said, I, yeah, I mean, you knew you you know I, I you, you know, right? Yeah, right. And just you, you put it up there, um, you know, I wish the lyrics were there because mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I like to read the thought process, you know, like the, the intent of the songs. Yeah. Um, it doesn't always matter because sometimes, you know, songs are just stupid. You know, you pushed me too far. Now I'm coming back or some shit like that. <laughs> you know, if it's like some bullshit fucking, you know, brain dead fucking macho bullshit. But like this sounds like this sounds like maybe they were at least there's a little more intent with the sure. artwork and the name of the band under his eye. Right. right. Um, and that, so I, I would have liked to see the lyrics and see what was going on with those. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't, I never liked this. I, I said before, it was such a bummer. It was such a fucking bummer in the nineties when friends of mine were getting into shit like this. And this was like, like it went, it's, it started with dipping your toe into like the fucking promise ring. And like suddenly, suddenly like, I don't know. Suddenly the dress motif started to change a little bit. Right. And it was like a slow, it it was like what? So I watched my grandfather die of bone cancer. Right. Right. And that's what that was like. (laughs) Wow. Intense analogy. You know, like a whole family was there. We watched him go. It was beautiful and it was tragic. And uh, I'm glad that I saw it. I'm glad that he didn't die alone. He had his whole family around him, but it was also horrifying because it took for fucking ever. Right. Um, like, you know, the actual act, I'm not talking about the slow decay of cancer. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of what it was like watching your friends get into this shit. In the 90s. <laughs> Going from like, let's go see fucking, you know, let, let, let's go see fucking earth crisis and, uh, whatever openers are coming in abnegation and fucking Ascension are coming in from fucking Cleveland. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, let's go see that. And that'll be fucking dope. And then like two years later, it's, uh, you know, Oh, I like the promise ring. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. And then, and then like two years after that, it was, let's sit on the fucking floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's a slippery slope, man. I yeah, mean, man, a lot can fucking happen in four years. I'm telling you what. My, you know, my love affair with Braid and the Promise Ring and Texas is the reason led me to an inadvertent career as a singer songwriter. So you just, you know, never, never underestimate the way that the tides of this sort of music can sweep you under and take you to places you never meant to go. Yeah, I suppose so. Take <laughs> so you, certainly take you places you never wanted to go <laughs> for sure so i think in conclusion this is compositionally sound uh certainly shows that you've been into this for a long time i laud your efforts but uh this is you know definitively not music for me not music for nate you know so there's a tag at the bottom of here um chamber punk yeah i don't know i don't know what that, that is, is. I don't know is it because it is. of the choral arrangement, I guess, chamber music or something? Yeah, maybe. Maybe so. I don't know. I don't know. I think you just made that up. 
I am not scroll not, down. No, no, not not you. I think I think I think the individual who did this, Seth. Maybe I don't know. I, 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 I don't know how the algorithms on Bandcamp work, but I'm looking at it, and when I click on the link, there's a bunch of other bands that come on that I've never fucking heard of, but they have names like Legendary Shack Shakers. You know what you're getting with a fucking band like that. Yeah, this right? all and uh, yeah, I, I'm looking at like the the art associated with all of the bands under this chamber punk thing and they none of them look like anything i would ever want to no hear, no so. it's 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 that like it's that shit that you would see mixed in like in like a shitty record store there would be no distinction yes. between like punk and this yes 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 and it would oh. just be mixed in you'd be like what the fuck is like what planet did this shit come from oh a lot of shit that looks like target letter art yeah yeah you know what so is it another thing about the choral arrangement in this? One of the most, one of one of the most, like one of the worst, I think, trends in like music in the past six or seven years is like that. I don't know how to print. I don't. I don't. I don't know where to put it because I, I. It has to be a fucking. It has to be a a a, a genre. Mm-hmm. But it's car commercial, like oh yes, yes, yeah, oh. yeah, 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 dude. It's the worst shit ever. Right. Yes, it sounds like, like it's specifically tailored for like car and cell phone and YouTube ads. Yeah, but but only shit that is fucking targeted at like mayonnaise motherfuckers. Right. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Right. Yes. Right. I'm talking like I'm talking young mommies and daddies. <laughs> yes. That are are, are 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 finally deciding to grow up and uh, you know settle down, and daddy starts looking like a fucking uh, a woodcutter, a woodsman. <laughs> yeah. Right. He starts yeah. looking like he wants to get into making wooden chairs and tables and he wants to make a crib for the new baby and mommy's learning all about how to can stuff and they want to try the <laughs> homestead in life, right? Yeah. yeah. And they, they go out and they get a new fucking Nissan Murano, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. So they can fit their, their, their fucking expanding brood into the back seat. Right. Yeah. And then they yep. drive around and they listen to this where it's like a dude and a woman having a duet and talking about like, you know, cleaning up the dishes after a, a nice evening <laughs> out on the fucking range watching the sunset. And yeah, there's, al- there's always like a part where it's like, and we will sail real high <laughs> together, hand in hand. And they're like, oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> You know, and they just layer like multiple tracks on to make it seem like there's like 10 people singing this shit while they're out busting sod in the fucking backyard. And there's usually like claps and like haze in there too. Yeah, what what the fuck? (laughs) What is there? Is is that music written for anything other than like YouTube ads and fucking car car commercials and like, like YouTube videos? It can't be right. It's like it's algorithm music. Like yeah. it's 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 AI music. It like definitely fucking robot music, right? Yeah, I think, for I think sure. It's like I think it's like a robot was shown a picture of like a young white dad with a few hairs of gray in his beard because those rascals are driving him nuts. Yeah. He's got the fucking horn rims on, and maybe he starts wearing like a scully cap or like you know one of those like fold over fucking old like he's some fucking old Sicilian <laughs> making fucking salami somewhere on a fucking island in the Mediterranean, like one of those fucking hats, right? Yeah, and and like and like mom is uh, what's mom look like? Um, I don't know. She probably looks like shit too, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. You sure. know what I mean? Like she's somewhere between like like frontiers woman modern independent professional woman and Donna Reed. 
Yeah, she's got some she's got some fucking brown ankle boots on with like a flowy top and some skinny jeans and she's got like ombre style hair parted in the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and then and then and, and, and so the, the robot was shown this picture yeah. of these fucking mayonnaise motherfuckers, right? <laughs> yeah. And the robot is immediately like Shit. Yeah, I think we just fucking cracked the code on that, man. I yeah, think that's exactly how that music came to be. I have never seen, I have never actually seen like the people that perform that music. <laughs> right, yeah. And that's why I'm pretty sure it's just a bunch of fucking doodads and gizmos making it. <laughs> it's gotta be, man. Oh, man. Okay, so we, we gotta roll the dice and keep it moving. We've only gotten through two bands on this fucking episode so far. <laughs> Okay. I want to. I want to get shit. To, we're an hour and sixteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, now some of that time will be cut out because you did have like a good, you know. Oh, like, that's right. I there's our a- intro intro lead in where like before we started recording, like ten or so minutes where you were off, you know, talking to your mom or whatever. But it we're yeah. still like an hour in, and we've gotten through two bands, so we we gotta we gotta get it moving. All right. Here's the next one. Okay. Seven. Okay, let's see. Seven is Scalp, so maybe this will be a nice little palate cleanser. Uh, the Bandcamp is scalpoc.bandcamp.com. I will take that to mean that they are from Orange County, California. West Coast Death Violence is what they what it says in their uh, little bio area. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that anybody who sent this in recommended a specific song. Uh, the first song is queued up to play. It's 59 seconds uh, long, which seems to be... Yeah, there's some longer burners, but 59 is like the second shortest song on the album. Yeah. Um, I feel like, oh, nope, 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 nope. There's an eponymous track. Oh, is there? Oh, yeah, there is. Okay, cool. Uh, Yeah, we we, got to go with that then. So we are going to listen to Scalp by the band Scalp off of their EP Domestic Extremity.
All right, we just heard the song Scalp by the band Scalp off of their release, Domestic Extremity. Nate, what'd you think about that? Well, given that I just talked about fucking Mayo music for 15 minutes, this is the best thing I've heard since then. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, it was it was a nice palate cleanser. Um, I didn't think it was particularly interesting or great. Sure. Um, it's fine. You yeah. know, it's fine. It's it it gets the point across. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, but the song itself wasn't particularly I, I was hoping for more death metal. <laughs> yeah, same. Or more what I would consider grind. Yeah. And not just basically fucking we'll say uh beat down hardcore or beat down adjacent hardcore. Yeah, for sure. So, so I think, you know, you, you touched on something there that kind of leads into what I was going to say about this, which, it, which is, I think that this is representative, representative of a swath of, of younger bands that are interested in playing fast music, which is laudable, but I think they're definitely coming from a more like heavy hardcore and like metalcore background. And a lot of the time it shines through in the music more so than is to my preference. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely informed by bands that I dig like hatred surge and shit like that. You can mm-hmm. find the DNA of those the bands like that in this for sure sure and but it's just like it owes a little bit too much to like modern heavy hardcore for me to really fuck with it but i think like i said i think the attempt is uh is is laudable and i appreciate the fact that there is a, a wave of young bands who are like interested in playing fast music again because fast music was definitely not in vogue for a minute there so the fact that anybody's trying to incorporate blast beats into their music um you know is a welcome change of pace I'm all here for it. It's just that, as you pointed out, you know, like I said, this this just incorporates too many influences that are not to my taste. Um, so this style of like contemporary fast PV and grind informed hardcore is just not really for me, but I, I don't find it offensive either. You know what I mean? I think to me, this is just sort of like, this is sort of like baby's first fast band type of stuff. And I don't mean this band specifically. I just mean a lot of bands in this lane where it's clear their musicianship is solid. They've been playing in other bands for a, a while and comp, the, the music is compositionally sound, right? Like the songs are decent, but it's definitely clear that it's some younger kids like first attempt at playing you know, faster, more like PV and grind influence music. So it just doesn't like capture the elements of that style of music that really appeal to me, but it's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a laudable effort. That's, that's all I can say about it. I don't, I don't find anything really uh, shitty about this. I, I'd, I'd watch a set of this, you know what I mean? But I, sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy this record probably. No, you know? I wouldn't buy this record. Um, no, $15, no way. Yeah. Um, I, this, if I did buy this, this would only be because I actually like, liked you guys while you played my basement and you were cool. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hey, I'll give you some gas money and I don't want to make it seem like it's charity. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, but if I owned this, I would I, I would never listen to this. Yeah. For um, sure. Yeah. I would never listen to this if I owned it. Um I, those lyrics um are strong. Yeah. And I got no problem with strong lyrics. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna write uh some shit like that, you better be ready to back it up. <laughs> when push comes to shove for sure we've said that before um because that's it, all it, i'm saying because it, it, man it might, it might very well get there in your lifetime it could very well get there and yo if somebody's just out and out being a shitty fucking racist skinhead um like there they are fucking overt they got a lot less to lose than you most likely 
Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I think people underestimate uh, how frightening it is sometimes to come across a person that when you look in their eye, you know for a fact they truly have nothing in this world to lose and they are willing to put it all on the line. Ask yourself, are you, are you willing to step down to the level of a racist skin and confront them in their world? Because uh, <laughs> I... I bet you're probably not, <laughs> dude. There was well, we've talked about it on the show, but there was at, at the at the la, the NA show, the last time that we played with NA, like years ago. Yeah. Um, there was that fucking gang of skinheads that showed up, and the one dude with them that had just gotten out of jail for fucking murder, yeah, or attempted for, murder. Yeah, yeah. He had he had shot uh, right? shot like a 14 year old black girl and had just done seven years in fucking federal prison. Yeah, and like we aren't gonna name names, but somebody was wearing a very strong shirt. Yeah. Infest Nazi killer shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and yo, killing Nazis is the right thing to fucking do. It is. You know what I mean? It's it's the way to go. But um, if you're going to wear that, you better be fucking ready. Yep. When someone calls you on it. Right. For sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I say the same thing for, you know, some fucking dude. It's going to fucking rock a fucking, you know, I, I one time was in uh, years ago was in a fucking um no, is it a Golden Corral buffet here in town? Yeah. Dude dude and his family, dude just walking around with a fucking, like, the bleeding cross, like KKK logo. Yeah. On the front of his shirt, just walking around in, in fucking Golden Corral like that. And yeah. everybody's looking at him, but ain't nobody saying a fucking word to him. Yep. And, uh, you know, and it was like, all right, well, I guess that dude sucks, but I guess cool for not trying to fucking act like you ain't what you are. You know what I mean? A piece of <laughs> yeah. shit. You know what yeah. I mean? You're being yeah. real about it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. And it, it, so it goes both ways. But like, you know, anyway, long story short, some people, some fucking racist fucking skinheads that were at the show took exception to somebody's shirt. Yeah. Um, myself and uh, somebody else got involved. And, uh, yo, when push come to shove, like the one dude that was with him, the dude that I would have ended up having to fucking deal with. Yeah. Looked like a fucking gorilla. He was a scary man. He was about six foot two, 240. Yeah. You know, and I had, I, I got like three, four inches on him and like 60 pounds. Right. But, um, I didn't just get out of fucking prison lifting weights every goddamn day. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yes. And, yeah. uh, and like this dude had nothing to fucking lose. Yeah. And he and I were like nose to fucking nose and I wasn't flinching, but I'm thinking to myself, fuck me. Like this is, if this gets real, this is going to have to get real fucking real. Like, this ain't re- a pushing real, contest. Yeah, no, it's going to get really This is really like, serious, I, you yeah. know, like he's going to, we're, we're going to, we're going to, it's going to be fucking real. And yeah. I like my life. For sure. Yeah. You man. know, like I got cool shit. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, I got a great job. Yep. And uh shit's awesome. I got cool friends. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, fuck me. <laughs> yeah. You know? For sure. And thankfully man. it didn't fucking happen. But I was thinking to myself, what's the what's the worst thing I can do to this guy as fast as I can? Right. And like I was thinking like rip his eyes out. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, like, like rip his, like, like bite his fucking throat. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) go at him like a fucking animal. You know what I mean? Accept your fucking licks. You're probably going to get hurt really fucking bad, but you better be ready to hurt this other person very fucking badly. Yeah. And with your bare hands, because then probably one of them has a knife because I sure shouldn't didn't have a fucking knife on me. So all I'm saying is, you know, Hey, the sentiment is fucking dope. Right. Yeah. But, um, 
<laughs> you better be ready to fucking walk the walk. Yeah. Should, anyone, should anyone ever ask you to? <laughs> yeah, because you are uh, you're taking your life in your fucking hands when you go up against these people for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just you know, be aware that like if somebody's a shitty person, they have far less to lose than you. Yes. Um, unless you are also a shitty person, right? And uh, just think about that. And the other thing is good is no matter how that like like that dude. And those fucking idiots that were at that show in general, hmm. every single day for them is worse than the one before it. Yes, exactly. Or like it's never going to get better, right? Yeah, or else they he, wouldn't be shitty racists. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because he's a fucking 240-pound gorilla right now, but he's going to be a shitty old man too, and he ain't going to have jack and fucking shit to rub together, right. uh, you know, to, to help him out in his old fucking age. For right? sure. If he even lives that long. So you can have the last laugh. Exactly. But, um, you know. I guess just saying, uh, you better be fucking packing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for real. So yeah, last word on scalp, you know, this is, this is, uh, it excels at what it does, right? It's just, uh, it's, it's playing, playing a, um, a contemporary brand of, uh, fast, heavy, hardcore that isn't really for me. doesn't really appeal to me, but is perfectly fine. Got no problem with it whatsoever. Big ups to scalp. I'm glad you don't like racists. Um, let's, uh, let's roll the dice. How many we got left? Seven. Yeah, we got seven left. All right. I'd like to get through at least at least one more. Seven again. Okay. Seven is any window with their demo. The Bandcamp is unlawfulassembly.bandcamp.com. It is their second most recent release. It just came out on November 15th, and it is a uh, three-song demo. Um, Ryan Donahoe says it's uh, ripping Midwest hardcore. Uh, so let's uh, let's just jump in at the beginning. It's only three songs. They're all like right around the two-minute mark. So we're going to listen to Losing Again by Innuendo off of their demo. heard the song losing again by innuendo off of their demo i gotta say i knew i was gonna like that from the the minute i heard that first chord that was fucking yeah. great. yeah the guitar tone was dead on um yep. 
that riff was catchy as shit. Yep. So this got me thinking. Last week we had that band Home Invasion. Yeah. And it was fine, but it wasn't quite like hip and youthful enough. It didn't sound. There was right. there was something missing, right? Sure. Yeah. There was something missing. Right. This is it. This dude, I had the exact same fucking thought. I was like, yo, this is this is what Home Invasion was going for executed perfectly. Right. I mean, it just had that catchy little fucking riff, that catchy little fucking, yeah, the guitar tone, everything. Like this wasn't substantially different than Home right. Invasion. No, definitely right? not. Yeah, it was it in just the same had vein. A, just just it, it, the ingredients were just a little more on point. Yep. Better ingredients, a little, you know, a better pizza. <laughs> Papa John's. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, this was this was uh this was phenomenal, man. Like I said, I, I heard that first chord, the guitar tone was dialed in, all of the I mean, tones in general. This is to me, this to my ear, this is how like a hardcore demo should sound, right? Like it doesn't honestly, you never get a better recording quality than this. I'm still happy if this is what yep. your sound seven inch sounds like. I'm perfectly stoked. The the drums were like were coming through in the mix. Everything was clear, but it was just a little bit blown out. Like everything is sort of peaking in the mix. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of that natural sort of just tape distortion that you get. Uh, it was, it was obviously oi infused, right? Like mm -hmm. you said, you know, Ryan said Midwest hardcore. I mean, very much in the vein of like traditional Midwest hardcore, like NA or Necros and shit like that. But then also obviously pulling from a lot of the uh, turn of the century sort of Richmond area scene, the sorry state stuff, all of that. This is in the lineage of that for sure i mean it's just it goes back to the the, the our repeated mantra right just like good old-fashioned rock and roll based hardcore right yep. it's know? the best it's the best kind yep the yep. age is the best it is timeless it is it is the it, it, it's the french toast of hardcore yeah yes exactly who the yeah. fuck doesn't like french toast right <laughs> right yeah you you definitely have a roach brain if you don't if you don't like french toast <laughs> yeah for sure Right. And I, yeah, I feel similarly about this kind of stuff. It's just like, there's, there's nothing objectionable about this, right? It's just like rock music tweaked a little bit, you know, turned up to 11. It's, it's fucking great. It's, this was awesome. I, I really, really love this. I'm definitely going to listen to the rest of this demo. If there is still copies left, probably we'll pick up a, a copy of it. Um, yeah, this is, this is really good. I got nothing bad to say about this at all. Not at all. Catch your shit. That riff could have been a motorhead riff, right? But it wasn't, it yep. was a hardcore riff. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Did it? Uh, did everything right? So shout and this out to is, this is all sold out. So ah shit. Well, there you go. Uh, for, deservedly sold. So um, I wonder how many copies they did of this because it only came out on November fifteenth. So they either only did like twenty five copies or this is really hot. Fifty. Fifty. Okay. So mm -hmm. pretty limited, but not absurdly so. The fact that this sold out that quick is uh, is pretty impressive. I'm glad people are paying attention to this. This is yeah. uh, this is really fucking good. So uh, let's see, we got, uh, I think we got enough time, you know, the, the episode might run a little bit long, but I would like to get one more band in before we bang out uh, voicemails real quick. So, okay. so let's roll the dice one more time. I, I just don't feel good about having an episode with just four bands in it, you know? Okay. Three. All right. Three is Brat. B-R-A-T stands for Be Ready, Attack Them. The band camp is bereadyattackthem.bandcamp.com. They are from Baltimore, Maryland. The re release is Destroy, D-Y-S-T-R-O-Y. Oh, um, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Um, nah, never mind. 
Go ahead. Okay. okay. I was just going to say this is the band that... Uh, it doesn't matter. The- there's, a, there's a typo on that scalp lyrics. I, I don't want to be a prick. So I, I, I noticed the typo too. <laughs> just, hey guys, there's a typo in your lyrics. It's yeah. an easy one to fix so you shouldn't have missed it. <laughs> yes, I noticed it as well. Um, it bummed me out. <laughs> so uh, so this Brat release is the one that I said when I was going through the queue looks like, as you pointed out, like a Havoc, a Havoc Records release, but filtered through like... Uh, uh, a hot topic lens is the only way I can I can put it. This looks it's, like yeah. tur- turn of the century hot topic graphic T-shirt that's like not actually for a real band. It's just like it just like says punk on it for some reason, and then it has graphics, and then you might see it from afar and think, oh, is that person wearing a band shirt? And then you get closer, and it just says like punk chaos destruction, <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. like not a band shirt at all. And you're like, oh, this person fucking sucks. That's kind of what the art <laughs> evokes. <laughs> so, so, so hoping- it does say it does say uh, sodomatic chaos and gay fucking chaos. Okay, sick. I, I like that. I like that energy. And then immoral buggery. And uh, yo, I am all about buggery. That yeah. word needs to re-enter the popular lexicon. Yeah, it does indeed. <laughs> uh, so, so I'm I'm all about the ideas being presented here for sure. Um, Grant said that the closer is the strongest on here. Mm. Um, piss. So, uh, so we can go with that. Um, okay. He said it. He said it is a proper closer. So, we're gonna listen to Piss by but Brad. Don't you want to hear like? If if it's their them at their best, what is what do they sound like at their worst? <laughs> I want to give them the benefit of the doubt here. You know what I mean? Okay, I wanna, let's do I, that. I, I it's all about up. yeah. We're getting. It's not about what we think. It's about what you think, right? <laughs> that, it's exactly. about what the listener thinks. That's right. So we're gonna listen to "Piss" by Brat off of the release "Destroy." just heard the song piss by brat off of their release destroy that was uh that was pretty fucking good i liked that a lot i think that was the best thing i've heard tonight and we we heard some decent shit that ugly track was good yeah um that last track was that innuendo yep that was good um but man i like this i liked i liked everything about this yeah for sure um that that song in general was fucking short to the point 
catchy as fuck and made you want to fucking move. Yep. yep. Um, it, 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 it appealed to basically across a, a wide variety of hardcore spectrum and spectrums in my mind. Yep. Um, you got your side to side, you got your fucking circle pitch, you got, it, it's all in there. Yep. Um, the lyrics are the best. Yeah. They're fucking awesome, man. <laughs> right. The lyrics yeah. are the best. Piss where I want. Shit where I feel. You can't control me. I'm all that you fear. That sounds like my da- my daily fucking mantra that I sing to myself. Right? Yeah. yeah I am sure. always singing about shit and piss and pooping and peeing. Right? Yeah. I just fucking riff it all day long. I'm, I'm the fucking scat man of singing about pissing and shit. <laughs> yeah. Right? I know that about you. That's true. And, uh, you know, it's... it's uh, it's really refreshing to see a like mind, right? <laughs> Put some <laughs> yeah. effort instead of just like singing about it in the kitchen to their dog yeah. or, you know, singing a, a fucking, you know, Katy Perry song, right? Gonna take a poop. It's really stinky now <laughs> or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like putting some fucking effort into it and following it up with an actual recording. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I am all about that. Like what the, the, what is this song about? Well, this song is about I think so. I I what I thought what I got the impression when I like saw the name was destroy and shit was probably. Ah, that I it see. Was I see. It's about using whatever bathroom they want. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I figured when I saw the DYS, it was probably uh, referencing like dysphoria, gender dysphoria. So yeah, this song is just about like you know fucking idiots saying you can't use the bathroom. I got you. So 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 it actually is about something other than just goofing on shitting and pissing because right. like the the cis hate glares at the bottom. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, that 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 jibes with like other, you know, from the artwork and stuff like that, and like gay fucking chaos and like stuff like that. But like at the same time, I was like, so are they like shitting in public and hatefully <laughs> glaring at all the cis scum that are like shocked and, and like clutching their pearls? Right. <laughs> right. That would be sick. Right. Yeah. Or or are they like cis and they're throwing hate glares like ah, fuck you look at my turds <laughs> like you know yeah. out in public right yeah no I don't, it makes I don't... it makes much sort of sense that the song is actually about something which right. is the ridiculous controversy what a juvenile and and frankly uniquely retarded American controversy <laughs> yeah for that's that a very we good give way to a put shit. That. Who cares where someone like like what a stupid fucking pedantic like like just a stupid fucking patronizing debate? What are yeah. we a fucking nation of, of yeah we are a nation of clueless fucking children that uh, for, for whatever fucking reason think that an omnipotent being gives a goddamn rat's ass what the fuck happens on this goddamn planet. The fucking hubris behind Christianity is absolutely appalling. Yes. Right. Yeah. But um like so I'm glad that it's about something real. Yep. But at the same time I just wish it was about goofing and shit and everything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that there's obviously like this is about a real issue, but on the same token, like there seems to be an awareness of the fact that like, yeah, singing about piss and shit is absurd and funny, too. You know what I mean? I think there's probably a, a handful of uh, of both both piles in there. Here, um, here's, here's the only thing I'm gonna say about bathrooms and like assigned bathrooms. Yeah. The only people that should have assigned bathrooms are children. <laughs> yeah okay because it fair. is fucking gross when you're in the bathroom and there's like a kid shitting and you can smell it 
Yeah, yeah. That is so much fucking worse than like the most rancid fucking awful that some trucker has to fucking serve up (laughs) or, you know, like whatever. Right. I mean, adult, adult shit and piss is gross, but child turds are the worst. (laughs) The thought of them is just nauseating. Right. Yeah. I hate, I hate, I hate going into a public bathroom and there's kids in there. I'm like, God damn it. Why can't you little fuckers have your own bathroom? I don't, I don't want to smell something that was in your fucking ass. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a fair, that's a fair position. Right. Children should have their own. Yeah. Okay. It just so makes that's, sense. That's the position of this podcast is that children should have their own bathrooms but everybody else can go into whatever one they want. Whatever bathroom you want. Yeah. And um, then, you know what, then, then the whole argument that like for whatever reason the world's going to be filled with like crazy fucking you know trans people raping kids in bathrooms completely goes out the fucking window right because the kids have their own bathrooms the kids now. have their own bathrooms right yeah that's a really there you good go. point oh Problem it wasn't solved. about it wasn't about the kids in the first place at all it was about you and your weird fucking hangups because you think something's gross <laughs> right yes yeah so uh so yeah this is this is probably musically like the best thing that we heard tonight I would say. Um this was a, a lot of fun. It was good as you mentioned. You know, it's there's something for everybody here. Um it's obviously pulling from a lot of uh contemporaneous sources, gag, bib, that kind of stuff. It's right there in that same that same category. Um you know the the reverb, the delayed vocals, everything like that. It's all all the components are there. It's a formula that pretty much wins with me every time as long as it's well done. This was the recording sounded fucking great. Yeah, um, it did. It was mastered by the one and only Will Killingsworth at Dead Air. Um, recorded and mixed on stolen Piscataway land. That's that's true. Uh, by Mike Walls at Audio Esoterica. I feel like I've seen some other stuff recorded there that also sounded good, but I, nothing comes to mind immediately. Um, but yeah, this was this was really fucking good. There's I, I got nothing nothing bad to say about this whatsoever. I think so. I, the only reason I'm referencing this is because obviously, like a few years ago, I would say probably the first. The first band, like hardcore band, like strictly hardcore band, not just in punk and whatnot, because like against me before them, but the first like strictly hardcore band that had like a really strong sort of like we're a trans band presence was Gloss. And that band was definitely pretty good. But I think a lot of the press surrounding that band was about the messaging, was about the like political and social importance of the band, et cetera. And the music really took a backseat, which personally, if I were in that band, that would be a shitty fucking feeling. Um, and the music was pretty fucking good, but it often wasn't, I think, as good as a lot of people made it out to be because people forget that you can support like a cause and a position and not have to like cape up for the music of the band. Like there's been bands on here that we've completely shit on and said, but you know what? The lyrics, the position, the political statement of the band support it completely musically. It Mm -hmm. fucking sucks. Gloss Mm -hmm. didn't suck. Gloss was fine, but it wasn't phenomenal. If you want like a contemporary band that is trans people singing about trans issues, this is like the band that gloss should have been. (laughs) This is musically in the same vein, but into my ear, this is 10 times fucking better. Um, this is this is really fucking good. And if you're a trans person that is looking for a band that sings about issues that are pertinent to your personal experience, I would say this is uh this is this is a much better one than Gloss for sure. I don't I know there's been an uptick in bands that are addressing that kind of stuff lyrically um, in recent years just because I think for whatever you feel about their music, they did sort of break that glass ceiling and introduce that dialogue and that discourse into hardcore at large in a much bigger way, which is cool. Um, but yeah, this band this band fucking rips 
10 times more than, than gloss did. And I will definitely listen to the rest of this, uh, this rest of this release. Yeah. If this sees physical release, I'll be buying this for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. This is, uh, this is not, uh, this is not on a, a tape anywhere that I can find it. Um, yeah. there's no links or anything like this. Oh yeah. Uh Oh, guess, guess, guess we'll have to, guess we'll have to figure out somebody to put this out on a physical release. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Maybe hopefully somebody will. Hmm, hopefully. Um, all right. So on that note, I guess let's uh, let's let's pivot to voicemails. We kind of we gotta we gotta do them. We have uh, it's we have, been a couple of weeks and we're letting people down. People call in. Right. I like hearing from them. And the very least we could do is re- reply. Yes, exactly. We only got five. You know, they're all under the minute and a half mark as per our request. Um, so you know, we'll just keep our responses succinct concise to the point and uh you know not drag this uh not drag this episode on too long just listening to the podcast um decided that uh one of the burning questions about survival skills really isn't all that important um we are headed to post-apocalyptic future but not one that we've really looked at before i think we're all going to be shut in for the rest of our lives so the important question isn't whether or not we have real survival skills with regards to the outdoors but whether or not you're a fan of Marvel or DC, yeah, uh, I float both worlds. Uh, I think DC has the greater um, initial ideas, the archetypes, the standard skill set of their characters is a little more interesting. However, Marvel has better characterization. So that's where I stand. Uh, the other important question, who has a deeper uh, rogues gallery, Batman or Spider-Man? The sheer number of villains that those guys face in the regular is pretty fucking uh, intense. So those are the important questions. Um, yeah, that's kind of uh, where I'm at right now. And uh, I like you guys. I like the show. Uh, you know, if these threats uh, don't pan out eventually in the future the way you would like them to, you can always feel free to give me a call. Uh, I'll knuckle up with both of you. I don't care. I mean, I'm an old man getting jowly. Uh Kicking ass kicking probably better than either one of you. Not saying that win, but uh if you need a punching bag, uh we can do it. Let's knuckle up. All right. All right. So that was uh, you know, one of my favorite callers, Larry Gargas from Yep. From fairly early, I feel like we we first mentioned the name Larry Gargas a long time ago on this podcast. It was almost it had to be almost a year ago. It was yeah. definitely last winter. Yeah. Um we doubted that that was a real name and indeed it is. Larry is a real boy. He's a real boy who I've I've since grown to have a, a very friendly relationship with and who I enjoy a, a whole lot. Yeah. So his question was uh, was relating to whether or not um, either one of us prefers Marvel or DC. Um, you know, growing up, I was into comic books, but I didn't really really get into comic books until I was a teenager, just because I didn't. I didn't like have an allowance as a kid really. And like my family didn't have a shit ton of money to be spending on just like, it's not like I could go out and get like trade paperbacks of like classic, classic comics or anything like that. And there were no comic book shops near enough by that I could go by and pick up weekly issues of stuff. So I would just pick shit up, you know, bug my grandma or grandpa to pick me up comic books when we were at the grocery store and I saw cool shit on the racks, especially when I was a kid. I mean, that was the era of like the comic book, 
bubble just getting ready to burst because you had all of these huge names like Liefeld, um, you know, working for Marvel and shit. It was the age of pouches and huge fucking guns and massive crossover events, the death of Superman, all you know, Batman Nightfall, all that kind of shit. So growing up, I wasn't really a fan of either or. I just, I would take whatever I could get, including Valiant stuff, including Image stuff, Dark Horse stuff, whatever I could get my hands on, I was into. So I didn't really like develop this sort of like strict myopic worldview when it comes to comics i just liked whatever i thought was good and i've remained that way basically my entire life um you know i don't have a preference for either or i think both have like uh, a a healthy back catalog and roster of classic classics i mean you uh you can't go wrong with the chris claremont classic x-men run all the way up into the early 90s that stuff is is amazing on the same token um a a lot of the classic batman stuff even pre um dark knight returns that stuff is great the denny o'neill shit um you know yeah i think i think both major players are uh are giants in the industry for good reason so that's that's my position what so so what about batman versus spider-man villains uh so my my personal preference is for the uh the batman rogues gallery just because i have a an undying allegiance to batman um as i think i've mentioned on the show before one of my literal first memories period is batman is watching the 1989 batman it came out you know a little bit before i was born and one of my earliest memories is my stepdad bringing home that vhs like a rented version of that vhs and me watching that at literally the age of like two and a half three years old i mean it's like early just visual memories so uh because of that i've been like a lifelong batman fan um it would be hard for me to step back and take an objective look at both because i'm so I gravitate so strongly to Batman. Spider-Man is actually one of my favorite sort of like mainline uh, comic book superheroes and has an undeniably great rogues gallery for sure. But I think uh, I think tit for tat, Batman has the sort of more uh, iconic rogues gallery for sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't really follow that many comics anymore. I used to collect them in the 90s um, a lot. Well, in the late 80s and into the 90s um, and uh, make single issues. And I've got boxes of them at home. Um, but one, th- one thing for me was like, I, I, I wasn't really interested in the drama and the stories in them. I just wanted to see fucking people kicking ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not really interested in like the soap opera of the X-Men. Right. I just want to see him fight, you know, Omega Red. Sure. You know, I, I, I just want to see the cool powers. And when I... So I never really got into a lot of like the big books that people follow because they were they were populated with so many fucking characters and there were so many different like like threads and story arcs that like it just felt daunting. I don't want to I don't want to pick up a copy of, you know, X-Men, whatever version of X-Men we're looking at. Right. Yeah. Um, Excalibur, fucking uncanny X-Men, X-Men, wh- whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to just start reading it somewhere like issue 182 yeah right and i'm like what the what the fuck i gotta i gotta go back and read 181 goddamn issues of this shit yeah you know what i mean like i think that as an adult but i also thought that as a kid like i'm not gonna do that number one as a kid you can't even find it now i could just look it up online and i'm not interested now right um i'm much more interested in like series that focus on a singular character and there aren't so many fucking like different alternate versions and story arcs for that one character. And I'm also much more interested in, I think like tidy 
like limited fucking run like indie books and stuff like that if I do buy something and I do not buy single I I can't even imagine having the the grotesque wealth that you would need to uh to purchase single books they're so fucking expensive yeah if you're keeping up with like many series at the same time that's it's a serious investment and it's yeah, like, like a, a space investment too man yeah they, they 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 took all of my money in the fucking 80s and 90s from delivering paper routes and working at a grocery store or something like that to yeah. even act like i gave a shit about what happened in like the first 20 issues of young blood. Cause I have like the first, you know, the first, like tw- at least the first 25 issues of like pretty much all those original image imprint, like I- image yeah. books. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, just to like hang with my friends, like, Oh, did you see the new fucking issue of gen 13? Right. Well, they got yeah. fucking big tits. Don't they, they look great. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but like, dude, that was expensive then as, as, as a grown ass man looking at them now, it's like, what five five bucks six bucks is 23 pages long suck it yeah <laughs> i'm not doing this every fucking month right well and, i think uh, i think that's pr- the prevailing attitude which is you know largely why print comics are, are not uh not the industry they once once were you know yeah so if i do buy something i'm just buying a fucking i'm buying a collection of trades and yep. it better be like get it done in like three to five volumes i'm not i'm not i'm not sticking around for volume after volume after volume for sure. Um, I think Batman has the more menacing fucking Rhodes Gallery than Spider-Man. That is true, yes. Um, so I side with Batman, even though I don't really give a shit about DC. And DC can't make a decent fucking TV show or movie to save their fucking life. I, I don't understand how they can't just watch what Marvel's doing and say, hey, let's just do that. Yeah, for sure. I there- do agree that DC has the better archetypes. Because when you think of like the best superhero, it's Superman. Right, yeah. He has um, all the powers that you fucking want. Yeah, for sure. I think I think DC is learning a little bit. Uh, some of their more high end, like high budget shows, um, are way 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 better than like the Arrowverse stuff. Like Titans is pretty good. Um, the Doom Patrol show is pretty good. You know what I mean? Like they're definitely they're they're Fuck they're em. course correcting for sure. Fuck them. <laughs> they lost at least one customer. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, so, uh, yeah, we could talk about comics all day, but we got to keep it moving on this shit. So, uh, let's, uh, let's listen to the next one. Yo, what's up, you gentrifying slouches? Gonna be honest. You know who it is. Smartest person on that motherfucking Facebook group. No, probably, honestly, that's true. I might be with the shit I've put myself through. But here's a hot take. I know all these East Coast motherfuckers love Applebee's. They love going to hit on the four out of ten bartenders and occasionally trying to prowl on the depressed moms and housewives that want to cheat on their husbands that are in their mid-thirties and kind of bent out of shape. But if you want to be a real G, if you want to be a real motherfucker, you got to go to Fuddruckers. you got to get those two-pound veggie burgers, eye-out-the-tube cousin fuckers that are definitely related but acting like they're married. And you got to earn their respect by eating those veggie burgers like a fucking heathen. Seriously. Fuddruckers. Unlimited fries. Unlimited pickles. Unlimited condiments. Probably the dirtiest shit in that oil. They probably fry rats. You know. I used to work there. I saw a guy put his hand in the deep fryer and laugh because he had no fucking feeling. Seriously. Only the real G's. No Fuddruckers. Peace.
All right. The the thing that pulled that out of the fucking the, the thing that pulled that out of a nosedive was the guy that put his hand in the deep fryer and laughed because he had no fucking feelings. <laughs> yeah, that, that that is some real G shit happening in Fuddruckers there. It, it is indeed for sure. I have never I've I've seen Fuddruckers. I have never stepped foot in Fuddruckers. Um yeah. I've never I haven't stepped foot in the fucking Applebee's despite that fucking stellar promotional campaign they've got going on in a long ass time. Not yeah. not in, in a long ass time. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to tell you right now, a two pound veggie burger just sounds like a pile of fucking mush between two pieces of bread. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like, I, I like a veggie burger, like a black bean burger or like a walnut patty or something like that. But yo, two pounds of that shit. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a fucking hell. Yeah. I'm not with that at if all. I want that many veggies. I'll just eat a goddamn salad. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, there you go. I, I, uh, 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 what can I say? Another AJ call for the for the books. <laughs> Thanks for the call, AJ. Uh, I guess if you want to believe that you're the smartest person in the Facebook group, you know, by all means, if that's what uh, if that if, if that's what empowers you, then I'm I'm glad I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> Let's listen to the next one. Yo, it is Ryan from Nashville again. Uh, this time I'm calling in to talk about shit that's not related to music. Or talking shit, or appraising, or uh, <clears throat> excuse me, praising anyone. Um, I'm really just calling in to ask. I mean, I know you guys are nerdy motherfuckers. You like uh, tabletop shit. That's cool. I never got into it because I don't have a ton of friends who are in any of that shit. Just curious if you guys like video games. I've been bored uh, with all this downtime since quarantine, so. Been going back through and playing through some old PS2, Super Nintendo, etc. classics. And I was curious if uh, any of that stuff was uh, something you guys were into. Let me know your favorites. Thank you. All right. So, uh, Ryan, thanks for calling in. Uh, it's we're, We've gotten a couple nerdy questions this, uh, this episode. Um, so, I know... Personally, yeah, I'm mad, mad into video games. I grew up with video games. Um, I've mentioned before on the show that even though I, I I grew up in just a working class family who didn't have a lot of uh, a lot of just sort of like expensive amenities and whatnot, we would always get the newest system, albeit a few years later, a couple years later, because my stepdad worked at a factory and he would buy used shit off of coworkers who were done using their Super Nintendo or whatever. Um, so we always had you know, video game systems in the house and they were an integral part of my, of my upbringing. So I have a lot of fond, very early memories tied to video games and I've, uh, I've pretty much never gotten out of it. My little brother is super, super into video games. He's a developer. He's working on developing his first, uh, like fully self-produced indie game right now. They still play a pretty big part in my life. I usually play new games that are interesting to me, uh, especially ones, ones from developers I enjoy. I'm really into RPGs. Um, I came up initially playing like classic JRPGs, the Final Fantasy games, you know, Chrono Trigger, shit like that. Um, and then later moved into Western RPGs with like Fallout, the initial, the OG Fallouts and like Baldur's Gate and uh, all of like the D&D RPGs, Icewind Dale, stuff like that. And I still dig all of that shit. I play a lot of the modern sort of games that are, are looking to, to ape classic, uh, CRPGs, um, I played Outer Worlds recently, which is really, really good. Uh, same, same developers, um, 
that did uh, Fallout New Vegas, which is definitely the best 3D Fallout game ever. So uh, yeah, I'm really into also a lot of classic like Lucas Lucas Arts point and click adventures, uh, the Monkey Island Monkey's Island Monkey Island games. Um, are like some of my favorite games of all time and i'll still go back and play those and like the remastered versions once every few years um the indiana jones adventures adventure games are great um i could talk about games like literally all fucking day um i love 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 video games so much so i won't uh i won't go on any further diatribes but yeah those are those are a few things i fuck with really heavily jrpgs western classic crpgs and like point and click adventure games are, are some of my faves yeah, I don't play that many of them because I, I, well, I'll back that up. I don't inten- I intentionally don't buy things to play video games on because if I did, that's all I do. Right. Um, not that I like have a passion for video gaming as like a form. You know what I mean? I just like to fucking space out. And I, I'm I, when I do them, I'm a completionist. So like if, yeah. you know, I were to play, you know, Breath of the Wild, I'd play it until I had it all fucking done. Yeah. Um, and I saw that game a couple of years ago. I was like, yeah, that's why I don't have a fucking switch. Cause boy, that's yeah, all I, I'd fucking do. And yeah, when, when I started playing that, I was, I put in a couple 12 hour days on that. Yeah. And, and to me, nothing feels worse. Right. Yeah. I've done that a lot. I, my buddy and I, we used to sit down and play Diablo one, start to finish. Yeah. Right. And we wouldn't, we, we would just order pizzas and drink Mountain Dew and sit there and fucking play, you know, you know, we, we would play two player cooperative Diablo, Diablo one, um, and just go the whole way through it. And a day and a half would go by. Right. right. Yeah. And you always feel like shit. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. You sure do. You don't feel like you got a goddamn thing done. Now that said, I do have a new computer that is a gaming laptop. And since I can't go out and do anything, I actually decided to like check out some video games. And, and unfortunately it's gotten to be like, <sighs> From my perspective, a daunting and unnecessarily complicated world. Yeah. Um, but I got like a Steam account, and I fucking I I got Baldur's Gate two. Um, oh fuck yeah! The uh, extent whatever the extended edition or whatever it is yeah, they yeah, were selling yeah. that was on sale. So I got yep. that, and I've been playing Baldur's Gate two. Fuck and yeah. it takes up time in a way that I don't want it to. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but it does. I'm going to be playing it when I'm when we're done recording tonight, probably. I like to um, hear that for like an hour and a half or two hours. So I, I have the capability now, but I also am aware of the pitfalls of it. And yeah. I, I really don't like how fucking complicated just getting the video games is now. Right. You know what I mean? Like, dude, the last time I played a fucking video game, what do you do? You go to a fucking store, you buy yourself a fucking PlayStation, you buy a fucking CD, you pop it in, you're done. Yeah. You don't have to get subscriptions to shit. You don't have shit popping up and reminding you, hey, do you, you know, I don't have to fucking log on to servers and make sure that my friend, like, what the, what the fuck would I want to talk to anybody while I'm fucking playing a video game? Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Like, what the fuck do I want to be part of your fucking community for so we could talk about some stupid shit? And why the fuck would I want to watch somebody play a video game and talk to them about playing their fucking video game? Fuck off. It is purely a fucking solo endeavor for me. I have no interest in cooperative gaming. I have no interest in talking to people on the internet. And that extends to fucking games as well. I will, you will never see me fucking like just hanging out and fucking playing video games all goddamn day with like random fucking strangers. That sounds absolutely fucking horrible. I'm the same way for sure. 
I am very, I'm very much a solitary gamer. I, I do not, uh, I do not get into the social aspect of it whatsoever. And I mean, a lot of the games that I play are just not, are not built, built for uh, social gaming anyway, because it is shit like Baldur's Gate and whatnot. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah no, like I, I, I was dismayed to learn that I can't play it while I'm like offline. Yeah. Because that's all I want to do. I don't. I don't give a shit, Steam. Fuck off. Well, you can't. You can play it offline. You just have no, to. No, I won't. It, it's giving me some fucking thing where it's telling me that it'll fucking like it, I might lose all my progress in the game or whatever. Uh, oh, weird. You know, probably because the data cert. You know, the, the fucking games are stored in the cloud or some shit like that. Yeah, sure. And there's probably a way to not do it. But like I said, I don't give a fuck. Right. Yeah. I'm not gonna waste my fucking time, my whole fucking life, and all my money figuring out all the little fucking ins and outs and loops and fucking transistors I got to get in my fucking computer <laughs> so that my graphics look ten percent better and I can get like you know a faster fucking reaction time and more headshots on fucking Call of Duty. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Shove it up your fucking ass and fucking take it to the grave. <laughs> there you go. There's our position on video games. Um, if you ever want to, if you ever want to shoot the shit with me about video games, feel free to. Uh, shoot uh shoot me an email or shoot me a message on facebook or instagram or whatever i'm always happy to talk about video games i fucking i I love them shits um all right we got two more messages this is uh this is a long one but fuck it you know what? well it's a minute 13 and it's fatty it looks like a lot but he must be talking like a goddamn fucking auctioneer in this in this well i mean this is a long episode but uh you know you come to us for our grade a quality content and you're getting a big fucking helping of it tonight so be happy um so all right let's uh let's listen to this message from fatty real quick Hey guys, it's Patty here. Just wanted to call and check in. So a couple of weeks ago, he called me a friend of the show. I just wanted to say um, I'm honored as a child of the 90s to spend my lifelong dream to be the friend of a show, and I'm glad it's y'all. Um, second thing on my list here, uh, I wanted to cape up the can of kick of vintage. Uh, Nate, you were giving Gray a bunch of shit because you're saying he's profiting off the poor and doing people to die in the cold of Indiana. And you said that anybody could just walk into a thrift store and say, you know, do the same thing. I'm just saying, I've been in a lot of thrift stores, and I've never found a Rosie O'Donnell show cast t-shirt. So, you know, you're wrong about that. Robert from Nashville called a couple of weeks ago. He said, hey, uh, y'all turned him on to his favorite band, so I made a list of all the bands that, uh, you know, y'all turned me on to. So here's uh, the people that I follow. Nutrition, Stepping Stone, Flesh Ripper, Thought Control, Neck Deep and Filth, Power Face, Rigorous Institution, Havrat, Ha Ha Shmah. Spit Kink, P22, Dip Sweeper, Parasitic Twins, Clear Channel, Hawk Baby, Histamine, Crack Cloud, Drags, PCT in the Ninth, TS Warspite, and these are the ones I bought. MS Paint, Cold Breath, Viot, Touch, Touch Heads, Facility Men, Power Plant, and then shout out to Judy and the Jerks because they're the reason that we found you down here in Orlando. All right, peace out. Damn. So he was talking like an auctioneer. <laughs> he really was. Damn, Fatty. Props, dude, because that's a solid fucking list of things to enjoy. Uh, yeah, I was about to say that's a, we we have turned you onto a lot of stuff that uh, that is, that are some of my faves on there. Cold Brats, uh, Crack Cloud, Judy and the Jerks, PZ, MS the Paint, Knives, MS Paint. This is all. This is uh, those are top tier selections. So you've been listening to the show in the way it's intended to be heard, and that you yeah. agree with everything that we say. That's it. That's it's awesome to hear because yo, that's like I said, it's not about us. We bitch about everything. I bitch about everything. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna like almost anything that I hear in this show because I'm a prick. <laughs> but um, if you like it, that's that's good enough. Right. Yeah. For sure. But uh, but yeah, that's a that's an impressive list list of stuff. All very good bands. Psyched that you're uh, you're going out there and buying physical releases from a lot of these bands as well. They all deserve your support. Um, 
thanks thanks for keeping up for my uh for my livelihood <laughs> um also thank you i don't know if i've thanked you on the air before but you've been sending me um a bunch of stickers and like uh postcards and like old 90s trading cards and shit and i uh i light up every time i see a uh, a new letter from fatty hurst in the mail so thank you so much i will uh i'm gonna send you something cool cool back here pretty soon i've just been waiting to to figure out uh the the right selection of stuff to throw in an envelope for you and send your way but thank you for Dude. those letters wouldn't it be cool if instead of this, it was tape trading and fucking like pen palling? Yeah, it would be really fucking cool. That's cool, right? But that's a lot of work. Fuck that. It's a lot of fucking work for sure. <laughs> it's a lot of work. So we just do this instead because yeah. it's, an, it's an easy catch all. Yeah. Um, all right. We got one more message that it sa- is from an unknown caller and the transcription is unavailable, which is usually um, means that the call sucks. So let's uh, let's listen to it real quick. Hey, yo, Nate, don't shit. You can't fight, come get too close. Get laid off the gun. Why don't you ever shut up and wait down? You would be fucked, don't talk shit. You can't hang up my gun. You want to smoke, Nate, you bitch-ass nigga? <laughs> I don't know what he said, but that was pretty funny. He called me a bitch-ass nigga, so that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good closer for sure. <laughs> um, I have no idea if the person in question who actually called you that is uh, is allowed to say that or not. I, I'm not did. even sure if I'm allowed to say it, but I just did. Well, you said it in quotation, so I think that's it's allowed. Um, but uh, yeah, I have no idea what the middle content of the message was, but the opening and the closing was pretty solid, so I'll give it to you. There you go. That um, was nice. I can only imagine, though, that because this is from an unknown caller, um, that they're probably not allowed to say the N-word because they didn't want us to know who it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's <laughs> you true. Know I, you know what I mean? They wanted to protect their identity so that uh, they nobody gets their pitchforks and uh, torches together and goes and hunts them down. Yeah. So uh, on that note, I guess we'll wrap it up, um, do the the normal end of episode housekeeping stuff. If you want to submit music to the podcast, it is demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure it's a year or less old. If you want to join the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demolistenpodcast. Uh, I got a playlist up last week. Those are, even if you're not a patron, go to that the website I just said. You can download our mostly weekly playlists that we put up that are various different themes. It usually alternates week to week between Nate and I doing ones. I think Nate's uh, got one that's going up on Monday. We're going to record some more Patreon content this coming week. Um, if you know five dollars and up gets you access to all the patreon content that we've ever put out um all the all the t-shirts got shipped out last week along with some bonus goodies for patreon subscribers so hopefully those have gotten to you safely i know they've gotten to a few people um thanks to anybody who shouted us out for that hopefully you enjoy your records that we sent your way um and then last if you want to call and uh drop racial slurs it is 260-222-8341 although we don't necessarily encourage that but we're not going to stop you we're not the police um you know just make sure the minute the message is a minute and a half or under if you can and uh you know beyond that rate review leave uh leave leave some kind words for us on itunes or your podcatcher of choice and uh keep sending in bands you know keep interacting keep uh going out and buying records all that good shit nate you have any uh closing thoughts nope all right we'll catch you next time see ya